This is Comet Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. And hey, everyone, last week I told you it's like I was going to talk about James Cameron's favorite manga, and here I am. And here you are. Yeah. Because for years now, James Cameron has said that that his first major post-Titanic directorial effort is going to be either Avatar, which it turned out to be, it's like it's coming later this year in December, or Battle Angel, based on... Based on the um, Battle Angel lead on um, graphic novels by Yukito Kishiro. Hmm. Now it's if, now I'm of the opinion that in most cases um, live action anime adaptations are generally a bad idea because you know most a lot of directors just can't really. Like, you okay there, John? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. That's coming out. <laughs> yeah, Guitar Hero World Tour drum set might not be so much, but anyway, <laughs> um, he, like Cameron, like. Well, anyways, Cameron's got like a, has a great aptitude for like, showing like great, great sci-fi action with a strong female lead, and that's one thing that the Banjo Alita series has in spades. I mean, anyone else? I mean, yeah, you can say like um, James Wong, who's doing the Dragon Ball series. I mean, he's got X Files experience, but really, it's like I'd have more um, optimism towards that thing if Stephen Chow was directing the thing rather than executive producing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and most other like live-action anime series adaptations of the past have gone towards you know the like straight to video never to be heard from again I mean like what I've seen like live action Cromartia High School was more for fans of the series I mean like all that stuff like you have to be like more a hardcore fan of the series in order to appreciate but I digress all I'll mm. say is that if the camera if Cameron ever gets around to directing this I'm sure it'd be worth worth anyone's time mm. as it is though um, Battle Angel Elita is notable for being one of the were the very first manga to um hit states over here courtesy of Viz. And it came back came over here in the mid nineties and it was and it's like a great gained a like, great deal of popularity because this was it's that's not that not your average like um like it's it was a lot different from like what your usual superhero stuff was being producing at the time like your standard your X Men your X Men stuff like, and stuff that's coming out of the image. With Alita though, it's a story of like a of a doc of a of a cyber doctor named Ido, like living in the place called the Scrapyard, I can't like this this rundown like this rundown like grubby grubby slum city like that lives in the shadow of this um, floating city known as Tiferes. He one day he finds this this um, the body of this one this one this um the cyborg in in the Scrapyard junkyard and he brings her back brings her back to life. So like he gives and like, he gives names her Alita after his cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After after some experiences, like he finds out that you know she's actually like she just got there's more to her than than actually seems like she really like you know, like a nice not so like the kid he never had, but then he finds out that she's actually like got some real combat skills to her like she's she probably knows this um, martial arts skill known as the Panzer Kunst like the ultimate martial arts for like for fighting cyborgs that mm. was originally originated on Mars mm-hmm. of course which the series takes place on Earth at the time so it's what's she doing here. What's your story? What was she like before right. she wound up as this, as this like um, unsalvageable body in the in the junkyard? Hence the title of the series, correct? Battle Angel Alita. She yes. has skills and abilities that she does, and he doesn't know where they came from. And, and exactly, she doesn't either. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because like well because like the series it, the Japanese name is called Gunnam, which is short for translates as Gun Dream, and. This is one of those series where, yeah, they renate, yeah, they retitled it for American release, but I don't know. It's like it's it's one of those shows that actually sticks, you know. That actually feels like it's a good summation of the series, mm-hmm. like even if it doesn't like actually like have a like 
do the whole direct, literal Japanese um, translation. And it works, though. But, but the thing is, though, is like, what makes the series... What makes the series work, what... Because, it, like, it's, it's nine volumes long. And the, it, the thing about the series, though, is that it's not about, like, Alita just, you know, by beating the crap out of the bad guys every single time. Like, she does that a whole lot. But throughout each volume of the series... Um, it's like she comes up against a different like challenge each time. Like the first volume, like the first first major characters are take taking on this one um like psycho psycho killer Makaku. This guy's got this ability to um um take over um cyber bodies like through his warm his warm like cyber structure. And like, she's basically like that he against this um this like this unsurmountable foe. Like after he takes take after he takes over the body, the um, arena champion of this of the scrapyard. And so you, so you got the first arc that has her taking, t- like fighting, like brawn for brawn against this guy. Then, then like after that, after that, so like um, like a manga, you could you could Shiro takes takes her on like a different different. Like the second arc basically has her um find I mean up with this one kid who turned like simulates like the first first emotions of love. Like this, she she really likes this kid, but he's got a dark side to him because he's he's basically um trying to kill taking them spines of. Of like the residents of the scrapyard, in order to um, get enough credits to um, t- get himself to tip Tiffrays, which is a fool's errand, as the, s- the series ends in tragedy. <laughs> and after and after that, though, it's like she, um, like then she, um, after like that ends in tragedy, she go- tries to immerse herself in the sport of motorball, and um, that that's a that's a pretty fairly entertaining art because like the, she, because like as she um, has to fight fight her way through this. Through like this brutal sport, she eventually like finds out that you know it's not just raw power that has that that gets her gets her to the top of things. It's also like like your inner inner fighting spirit. As she takes on the champion Jashugan, as he's got his own um his own fighting spirit in terms of like how he touches about chi, the inner fighting spirit. Yeah, it's you think it's chi and you think oh it's like it's like Dragon Ball, like you know the fight like he, like that's what Goku uses power is Kamehameha. But no, it's like it's the whole fighting spirit thing is. It's taking on taking on much more much more subtle and like a bit more meaningful spirit in this arc, and like, it just keeps going there. Make she later arc she learns to fight against to um, take on her own her own fighting spirit. It's like what what other people demand of her. It's it's great stuff. But for me though, the best volume of the series, and this is I don't know, it's it's, it's not not necessarily good for a series at the peak midway, but the middle middle arc, um, which is called. Um, Child, um, Angel of Redemption is when she takes on a former foe who is who is who she um, easily dispatched, especially with the help of another bounty hunter. But then is su- subsequently resurrected through the introduction of one of the of another doctor, um, Doctor Desinova, whose goal in life is to um, is to conquer the conquer the bounds of karma. And he's doing this because he's he's well, he's absolutely batshit crazy, and it's like he's. Thing is, just about Nova, he's not a, necessarily an evil guy. He's just completely and thoroughly without morals. It's like he'll do whatever, whatever he feels like doing, whatever it's going to take in order to take this out. And he usually do it with a la- with a laugh while eating flan as well. But after he brings back this Elita's former former Elita's former foe to life, she's faced with an unimaginable tragedy after one of her one of her dearest one of her dearest friends is. Dear friends and mentors is take is taken from her, and it's in a great moment. It's like as when Nova says, "Yeah, he's he's in this box. It's this shoebox." And you look at it, it's like, 
well, oh crap, that, that can't be any good. And it's, but you see, the thing is though, like a lot of time, like Kishiro has a like, great fondness for like, you know, last minute saves. Like at one point, like she'll, like just as she's about to, leaves about to be um, like decimated by the bad guy, someone will step in and save her. But with um, this, this middle arc, um, Angel of Redemption, it shows you that Alita is a fiercely resourceful fighter in and of herself, that she's got what it takes in order to take down the, the enemy no matter what. And there's some beautiful fight scenes in this one, and it's absolutely phenomenal. The high point of the series, and yeah, it's... Because the thing about the series, though, it's it's worth reading because Kishiro does a great job of like creating likable and interesting characters that even if the story does is overly familiar for the most part... You, you keep reading because you, you like Alita, you like her supporting cast, you want to see where they're going from here. And fortunately, though, that end point um, basically um, leads to one of those endings where it's like, we got to wrap this up right now. Because um, from what I've heard, though, is that, that Yukito sure was fighting against both illness and um, editorial deadlines for the final arc of the series. And while, yeah, it leads to an ending that, that reeks of, yeah, we got to wrap this up now, a variety. I mean, it's not, it's not outright awful, but it just, yeah, you just re- get thinking he was rushed. And the ending is kind of like, oh, you know, that's it. Well, we he, he brought an end to the series. Man, that's cool. You know, it's not bad. I mean, like, like I said, overall, the nights, I, rereading the series recently, I get the feeling I might not have enjoyed it as much had I read it now. As opposed to when I first started reading the manga, it's like it's it's a great introductory series to uh, to, this, to this to this overall style style of, the, of manga. And like if you've never seen a lot of this stuff before, you're gonna think it's great. I mean, and also the art though, which like sure has got a great sense of character design and like um, detail for a lot of scenes, but it also re- the series also reeks of like I mean, okay, I take it back. The fact that it reeks of one guy doing all this stuff. I mean, that's kind of impressive. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's not a lot of backgrounds to certain scenes, but the fact that he's able to pull off like some impressive action scenes, like the mortar ball sequences is impressive in and of itself. So the guy get, get there's credit for like taking on this, this burden all by himself, but still it's like, like I said, the series, it's, it's enjoyable for what it is. If you, if you're a newcomer to manga, you'll probably get more out of it than someone than if you've been reading stuff like, say, Blade of the Immortal, Nashika the Valley of Wind, or Eden, It's an Endless World. That being said, though, Kishiro came back a couple of years later with the sequel series, Battle Angel Alita, Last Order, which basically um, rewrites the um, second half of the last volume to show what happens to Alita after she makes it to Tiferes, and after um, Dr. Deshinova unleashes the... Um, the whole secret of Tiferes on, on the um, city itself, which basically like drives everyone mad, everyone mad, and leads to, ma- leads to mass killings and murders among amongst them. It's great stuff, and the first couple of volumes really hit the ground running. I mean, it's like it shows you that the guy's really grown in the last couple of vol- in, in the years since the end of Battles and Leader. I mean, there's he's much more confident about the action sequences. Um, he's got a much much. You tell you something, a sort of clear idea of where he wants to take the series and in the general storytelling. I mean, it's and so the action sequences are absolutely fantastic. This for the sequel series, I get the feeling he's actually got a staff artist working with him now. But still, I mean, like, if it's him doing all the basic all the basic breakdowns for everything, he's come a long way in terms of like a lot of the action sequences and general storytelling. Because like it's it's absolutely thrilling to see to see her just you know like marvel up like the joy of a sunrise. 
as it is taking on like a huge cyber, huge robot who's become infused with the brain of someone who's discovered even more secrets of Tiferes. It's great stuff. And the, but the problem with Last Order, though, is that after the first first two volumes, he then starts to like slow things down in order to like you know, do some world building, and then also um, get show the main thrust of the series, which is basically Lita trying to get back the um, the brain of one of her of one of her friends who who was um, disposed of in the original series. And I, on one hand, never quite bought, like, that she'd have, like, a such a strong bond with this character in order to go through all the crazy stuff that she has. But, uh, you see, until recently, it's like, I've been just basically re- reading the series as it come out, like, and sometimes there have been years or, like six, like, six months or even up to over a year break between these volumes. And... Some of this stuff, like, it, it's a huge fighting arc. Like, Alita is engaging in this huge, huge battle, like, martial arts tournament in the um, upper half of Tiferes in order to, um, um, help, what is it, stage it, stage it come, like, stage an inner, like, a distraction in order to, um, get, get her friend, her friend back, her friend's brain back, actually. And as she, it's like, as this goes on, like, you kind of realize, that, well, what, well, we've kind of, like, gone really awry from the point of this series, you know? It's, oh, man, what's, like, like I remember, like, this is, like, about like, going on her journey of self-discovery, and now we're just on a huge fighting tournament, and, like, it just gets, like, and then we're, like, learning about how vampires, like, had a role in, like, the showing how the series, how the world, like, finally came back from its, like, long hibernation after, after a meter hit it, like, and it's showing, showing the origins or the world is great, but like so, like a lot of the stuff you kind of realize that what's where's he going with this? What's he doing? And like I, I, for a lot for a while, though, like I was kind of like you know like I'm reading this series because you know it's like it, I'm you know I reached the point where I, I'm wondering why am I still reading this? Like I mean like, I like the series, but where's it going from here? Make it's kind of it, interesting of itself. But what's the point? I mean, we've lost the thread. Then comes volume 10 which basically does a surprisingly does a great job of tying everything that's come before um back like into the into the overall main plot focusing the series back on the main character <coughs> and then basically pulling the whole oh like this is the main crisis that that Alita faces before she like before she has to um come back come back and then just you know like beat the crap out of everyone in order to win like 10 I did Actually forced me to go back and reread the entire series of Last Order, and may, may see, look, maybe look at it and go, "Hey, you know what? It actually does hang together a bit better when you read it um, all at once, as opposed to you know waiting between six six months to a year <laughs> between volumes." Mm-hmm. So it's it's been it's like it's it's good. I'm again, it's great that I sure has got like a good clear sense of where he's going from here, and my. Greatest hope for this for, for the end of last order is that he wraps the series up the story up within two volumes because the way it is right now he's already he's already basically set up the whole Alita is at her moment of crisis like I mean like it thinks this is her like she's got to face face in, in, imminent death and then come back from that edge like in order to like like you know like do the final final throwdown like the final battle and like if he drags it out more than two volumes I mean maybe three. I can't say for sure, but like, if he does it more than that, then then he's going then then 
then all hope will truly be lost. Mm. Yeah, because like I said, as as it ran out, like last order, like if you start reading it now, it'll read much better than 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 it did for me after I after I started reading it as it come out, came out. Yeah. As a final note, though, Kishiro's done some other stuff. Um, Aquanite, which is you know it's a cute, fun action adventure series, but more of a note to what more relevant to what I've been talking about is another um short short series called Ash and Victor, which is basically tells about the um um the motorboat. Elaborates more on the mortar ball sport from the uh, from volumes two and volumes three and four of the original series, and it's it's a it's an interesting series because it's well it's done in a different style more a I think the word, word they used was um chiaroscuro style like it, like blacks contrasting with whites hmm. that um a lot of people compared to um Frank Miller's work in Sin City, and it's basically about the story of a motorballer named Snev who is known as the Crash King because. Guy loses. It's not that he loses every match. It's that he crashes spectacularly in every in every match. And it's it's a story of how he finds that he gets involved in a conspiracy um, between, between some of the um, higher ups in motorball in order to control control the sport through doping. And it's 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 more it's a great it's a nice nice little side story, but it's also it's also got a great. Great resolution to the whole strings. Like, yeah, you figure that, like, you know, after like Snev under, like, get like triumphs over everything, understands what's going on, what's like the mean behind his suffering, that he's gonna win. And yes, he does win that final match at the end. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't turn out exactly the way you'd expect, mm-hmm. and it's it's foreshadowed beautifully throughout the course of the series, which makes makes the ending like that much more tragic. So, Ashton Victor, like, you can probably find this. I don't know, maybe in the half off bins at at most at most conventions. And if you do see it, it's worth worth buying, especially if you're a fan of the Battle Angel Leader series. So overall, like the series I'd highly recommend recommend the series to anyone. It's like like I say, mostly new newcomers, but like it's like I said, the series has, has enough history that it's worth worth checking out for anyone like who's who's interested in manga at all. Just as just to see what it's like, and if it's and if it's for you, but just keep in mind that yeah, it does get it does get better as it go as it goes along, and hopefully one of these days that yeah, now Cameron has um is apparently finally getting Avatar out later this year, to finally get around to make making his Battle Angelita movie again the respect it deserves. That being said, the uh, Battle Angelita OVAs are highly recommended as well. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah, have you seen them, John? No, I have not. Actually, you've not. Battle Angel Alita. No, I have not. Okay, I'm going to fix that next time I see you. Then, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> no, as soon as you let me borrow them, I'll watch them. Yeah, it's actually to be honest, like those mm-hmm. those were the ones that actually got me started on the series. Oh, really? Yeah, because they they end. I mean, after those two, I was kind of like, what? no, that can't be it. There has to be more. I have to see more of this. <laughs> yeah, and it's like after that, like that's. Like the rest, the rest is here. the rest is this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so on that note, we're gonna call a night, and I'll see you again in two weeks. All right, see you next time.